Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Price Pig Number One, Pink Bald Pig. Okay, I guess my name is Price Pig Number Two, slightly stubblier, you know, a bit, a bit more flesh on the hindquarters, different weight category. <laughs> First Price Pig. <laughs> Is that how you judge pigs by weight category? I did by taste. I judge them. Oh, right. I'm thinking of boxes, isn't I? I'm sorry. Do you, think, do you think anybody's tried to lick a pig to judge if it's a tasty pig before death and cooking? I, I'll say someone has done that, but I don't think it works. You can't work, you, can it? We would be doing it every day if we worked. Because if you've got like some raw bacon, if you if you just if something that happens end up on your tongue, it doesn't taste good. It's, um, That's true. Then it's, that's that's dead flesh. If maybe if it's alive, maybe it's the warmth, <laughs> the vitality. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> well, here we are. This something for you to try out this weekend. This is... <laughs> a deeply sinister turn in the first twenty seconds. <laughs> ah, so, customer promise. Uh, anyway, uh, and apologies to all um, vegetarians, vegans, and uh, pigs listening. Yes, <laughs> specifically <laughs> the pigs. They like. They think. I think you were the worst affected by that. Yes. Very smart animals. They could be podcast subscribers. Entirely possible. All podcasters. <laughs> and we've come full soon. That's what I guess. Dean. <laughs> yes, Simon. What are you going to show me this week, Dean? Simon, I'm going to show you uh, something from, I believe, the 80s, perhaps uh, early 90s. A short video. Uh, before you do that, Dean, the 80s. Yeah. Um, I saw a man today, it's a hot day in Cardiff. He was walking towards me topless, carrying a bag over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And on his left, pectoral muscle he had a tattoo and it was either a tattoo of margaret thatcher or a tattoo of jack mickelson as the joker <laughs> i mean both uh you know have a callous disregard for human life but <laughs> there i think the um the similarities stop i suppose they, have, they operate in slightly different worlds um Either way, <laughs> yeah, well, avoid that man. You've got to say him. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. There's no good interpretation. Well, if no. it's a Joker, you could argue like, oh, I like that film. But if it's a, weirdly, that's actually the best case scenario. It's a Joker tattoo. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. If it's a tattoo, then no, no. There's, there's no There's no way this is a good thing. <laughs> Sorry, apologies yeah. for the interruption. Uh, Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. It's a thing from the 80s. Carry on. Yeah. Or perhaps early 90s. I think it's 80s, but anyway. It's a short video. I shall show it to you now. Ooh. This is the Superman Never Say Yes to a Cigarette anti-smoking advert. Oh, wow. Okay. Come on, kids. If you want to grow up fast, take one <laughs> oh, of these. amazing. <laughs> one puff and they'll soon be in my grasp. Not so fast, nicotine. <laughs> if you Why is he Russian, dude? I don't know. <laughs> With my X-ray vision, I can see the harm cigarettes do inside people's bodies. That's why I never say yes to a cigarette. Dean, I think it is from the 80s, because I remember vividly um, the surgery that we used to have in Pontecama uh-huh. had a Superman anti-smoking poster in there. There we go, then, yeah. Um, so... Several questions to ask about this. Now, first off, the the villain of the piece, Nick O'Teen, yes, okay. is, is a work of genius. I think, personally, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick O'Cometeen. So yeah. I guess he's Irish. <laughs> yes, he's team. Irish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but given the fact that Nick, it, like, it, it sounds like he's nicking teenagers, which um, I guess he's got the look <laughs> for, that, <laughs> for that sort of a uh, caper. Um, he's, got, he's got a top hat, seemed like a cigarette with smoke coming out of it. Yeah. A cape and jeans. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong look. You know, he's got sort of the, the sticky out hair of Dr. Robotnik with a thin face. Uh, so his plan is to sort of get kids hooked on cigarettes, then it'll be in my grasp. Um, he's a villain. You don't know. A comic villain in the 80s doesn't have to make much sense. And then Superman comes in and blows out the cigarette. And as you say, he's got a strong Russian voice at first. Hey! Hey! Not so fast, nicotine. Are they doing an all Schwarzenegger thing there? I mean, that's sort of... Oh, it could be, yeah. Yeah, it's like, who's strong and popular right now? <laughs> that's... um. But then he starts talking like he's doing the announcement for the Twilight Zone. I don't know. He's got this sort of weird, deep, baritone, ominous voice. But this is the part I always quite liked. He says to the kids, if you want to grow up fast, take one of these. Superman says, if you want to go up fast, take one of these. If you want to go up fast, take one of these. <laughs> he flings him into space. <laughs> he goes into the sky so far that he disappears. He's orbiting Earth now. Yeah. So basically, Superman says, "You want to give cigarettes to kids? I'm going to flat out murder you." Because <laughs> yeah. there's no way he survives that. Have this, you Irish bastard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if my theory about the nicotine thing is correct, he is <laughs> potentially. I mean, I'm not saying he should be allowed to walk the streets freely, but I don't think <laughs> the death penalty at <laughs> a moment's notice is yes. is the way to go about it. Particularly yeah. for Superman, who is known to not be into that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's two, there's two outcomes there. Either he's thrown him so hard, I mean, it looked like he was achieving escape velocity because <laughs> he goes up. So he's gone into space, in which case he's dead. Yeah, or dead. he doesn't manage to break through the atmosphere. So he just lands again <laughs> and he falls to his death. So either way, this guy's dead. He's not going to gracefully come down like a swan, is he? <laughs> He doesn't look very heavy, I'll give him that. There's no, <laughs> there's no scenario where he's so light that he just he, he, you know, he gets caught on a gust. <laughs> like a dandelion seed. Mary Poppins. Yeah, a, he uses his big hat to float down gently. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but in, I guess you could say at the end, Superman is really fast. So, at the end, when this advert ends a few seconds later, maybe he does go and catch him or retrieve him. Oh, but no, yeah. we, don't, we don't see that. No, we don't so, see that. No. So, you know, the Superman's really anti smoking. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so Russian-sounding Superman with a strange, strange voice targets a uh, lecherous old man and flings him into space. <laughs> and that's me. That means you should never smoke. <laughs> I feel like someone was smoking something when they came up with this, but <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily pin on cigarettes. But it's also the, the catchphrase, never say yes to a cigarette, but... You shouldn't put the phrase "say yes to a cigarette" <laughs> <laughs> in an advert aimed at kids. That's not. You won't necessarily say the never. <laughs> never yeah. not say no to a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say yes to cigarettes, comma no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's an odd message. It's a laboured. It's a laboured thing. So, do you remember seeing this? I don't. Know, I've never seen this before. No, no. I saw it once before. I can't remember where. I think it was on. Maybe a documentary about anti-drug campaigns. Okay. Years ago. So I think they showed because like there was a spectator. I'm not sure they still do it, because obviously TV and kids are so much different now in terms of what they're watching things. I actually did a lecture about this for an online A-level course quite recently. Um it's a, there's a really weird weird, it's a sort of very uh, rich history of anti-drug campaigns, you know, led national campaigns, global campaigns. And during the eighties and nineties, 
this was the thing, like, you know, just say no. That was obviously a big thing. Yes. And getting, like, these iconic characters to tell kids, hey, do you like drugs? Well, you shouldn't. Boo. Um, that's sort of a – that was the mentality of it all. And all the evidence shows they never worked. No, <laughs> it's no like, of course they no, yeah. no, It's likely, but, again, the, the most they achieved is that they made kids and younger people who are already opposed to drugs slightly more opposed to drugs, which – I mean, that, I guess that helps a bit, but it's not really the target audience for this, is it? It's like, no. Because for various reasons, like, I mean, despite, you know, this is from the 80s and 90s, people did think kids were dumb and would just do as they're told. Yeah. Uh, when you try and do that, they react badly. As in, kids, don't smoke. Like, screw you, I'm going to smoke. Because <laughs> you hadn't mentioned anything, I might not have done, but now you've told me I can't, I really want to. Because that's how sort of any minds work and stuff. But they got so, so laboured. And it just reminds me of one of my, abiding memories of school i can't remember if we discussed it here before stop me if i have but we did the ice telford every year we had like the ice telford in school different people did different um you know performances of various stuff like clog dancing and recitations and stuff like that and one year one year they had a rap contest do you remember this no i don't remember this I, at all you might not have been there like you might have dodged that might have suppressed it <laughs> yeah but they had to give the two Basically, Welsh Valley kids, the assignment of doing a rap. And this would have been this is secondary school, so it was at least, what, 94, 95 or something. And, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the Turtles era, post-Edmund yes. rap, rap, rap. Rap was cheesy, mainstream rap type stuff was a thing. So you can do your rap, but it has to be, the theme is anti-drugs. So you have to be, do some anti-drug raps. <laughs> if any genre is known to be violently opposed to the consumption of narcotics, it's rap. <laughs> they, they can't abide a drug, the rappers. So, so even they, they are ready. Like someone's, I think there's a misunderstanding of the form. I mean, there's only, if I memory serve, there's only two entries. And the, Problem here is that the kids who would volunteer to perform in the East Edford, by and large, were always the coolest kids. You know, it was the more bookish types who wanted to. So you're self selected for the nerdier, the nerdier branch of school kids. <laughs> and like, not not natural rappers, shall we say. They're already white Welsh working class <laughs> in the 90, early 90s. And I, remember, I just remember one kid came out doing this rap and he had on the Stereotypical getup of what adults thought rappers looked like in our country in the early nineties, <laughs> like bright pink, bright jacket, backwards cap, sunglasses, <laughs> shorts, <laughs> sandals. I think I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but I remember him like doing this very plodding. It just just recited a poem essentially. Yeah, sure. But the chorus was him going, "Don't do drugs. Drugs can kill." Smoke and dope will make you ill <laughs> with the hand gestures. <laughs> nice. I think at the time, I'm not into this, but I could, I could really use some drugs right now. <laughs> that's the only thing that would make this even vaguely bearable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look, I, I get the, the, the logic of this advert exists to make kids not want to smoke. Right, that makes hmm. sense. But... It's just delivered in such a ham-fisted, poorly thought-out way. But it doesn't really say anything about smoking, does it? No, it doesn't, yeah. I could see how it might work as an advert to stop Irish people offering fags to children. (laughs) But it's got nothing to do with kids smoking at all. None of the kids are smoking. None of them are feeling ill. No. It's just like... 
Yeah. So what happens? Someone offers you a fag. Yeah. Uh, and if you say yes, Superman arrives and launches them into space. That sounds fucking great. Then we say yes to every fag I get offered. Yeah. I want to see that happen. That sounds yeah. amazing. You're right. Yeah. So, um, I don't care yeah. if Superman's Russian. I want to see someone get launched into <laughs> yeah. space. I've I read Red Sun. You know, I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with that. That's it. Yeah. 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 The closest we get is Scoopman saying, with my X-ray vision, I can see inside your bodies so that the damage smoking is doing. Yeah. But we, we don't have X-ray vision. And also, <laughs> if we're going to be completely pedantic, X-rays is radiation. So you're just bombarding kids with radiation. That's, that's much worse. <laughs> Listen, children, I have irradiated all of your bodies. Yeah. I have seen past the mad cow disease that you currently have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're sterile. You will never reproduce. It is good. The future not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Irishman? <laughs> I fling him to Ireland. <laughs> I'm British, actually. <laughs> he was from Ulster. <laughs> but you seem like the Americans. Like, if you have any hint, if you're American, it seems like if you had a Guinness once, you can call yourself Irish. Because sure. <laughs> it's part of your body now. <laughs> He's really embraced that. We're Irish. We're... <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure the whole like oh, pro smoking cleaner file is <laughs> the way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, a float dedicated to pro smoking cleaner files on the, the annual Boston St. Uh, Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> It's just nicotine, like big <laughs> cigarette made flowers. <laughs> Offer them, to, they're flinging them to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a scenario! <laughs> Everybody just flipping their middle finger at the sky in case Superman's flying over at that particular moment. <laughs> He's so balls out. Careless, like Superman. Ah, <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, there's a lot of things he could do, to be honest, if he's real. <laughs> he's known to be quite capable. <laughs> I've heard that about him, actually. Yeah. yeah, I love underestimating stuff like that. He's known to be a bit undermined. <laughs> My mother would do that. She would just like, so, oh, leave leave in mind, he's, he's not the best. <laughs> like a violent slathering thug in the corner. So, oh, don't he's a bad sort. <laughs> I'm away from him now. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Superman flings him out into space. And, but it's also the, the thing, the tagline, never say yes to a cigarette. I mean, that's a terrible way to put it. Like, say no, don't smoke, kids. Like Superman says, don't smoke. That works. Or never say yes to a cigarette. Say yes. Well, I wasn't going to say yes, but now I'm, thinking, now I'm thinking about it. Thanks for that. Do you think that's because just say no was trademarked? I think it'd be new before now, yeah. I'm not sure if it's trademarked, but it's just familiar, you know, so... Because mm, I think those okay. know, anti-campaign, like, it was Nixon, I think. Nixon's, no, his wife, we started the whole just say no um, movement, as it were. Mm. But like, I've seen some studies whereby kids tend to learn better. I think most people would, but they did a study with kids if it's a information delivered via a familiar character. So they did one like with um, some American kids. So one thing was delivered by Elmo and one was by a Taiwanese character I'd never seen before. And right. the stuff that Elmo said was better retained. But then they let them watch lots of these Taiwanese cartoons with lots of merchandise from that character. Then they learn from that character well. So it is a thing. But 
I'm not sure what the lesson to my senior is. Like, like I say, if you're approached by a bandy-legged nonce offering you cigarettes, and you, you just fling him into space. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure that's got much really practical liberty value. <laughs> and if the camera work on this interaction is particularly uh, German expressionist uh, <laughs> angles, then yeah. you were... <laughs> It's got, it has that vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks like this wasn't made in America, which... No, it was, it's very much a cabinet of the Eric Goldberg, Richard Williams. So I think it was, but... Um, <laughs> Eric Goldberg from Richard Williams Animation Studio. That sounds... Uh, sounds it's good, um, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely unusual. It was quite short as well, 31 seconds long. So you could... You could that's proper advert material, like, yeah, in yeah, an yeah, advert, isn't it? Yeah, it's designed for, you know, being TV to breaks. the point, mm. which, um, Obviously, it's memorable because I saw it once in passing and I've thought about it every day since. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking for the right vehicle to talk about it. And here we are at last. <laughs> you can see this being uh, packaged in the same commercial break as four or five other carcinogenic products or can you like. You know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And some fast food products to throw yeah. in the mix and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, sort of some massive car. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just a car or is an exhaust pipe <laughs> yeah. it's got four wheels and an exhaust that's all it is get inside yeah. kids sit in the hot pipe <laughs> <laughs> you love it what are you a fucking woman get in the car <laughs> that sort of stuff was said in the 80s so that was a thing wasn't it I mean, uh, that's still a thing right was that um Oh, where was it? It was New Scientist Live, uh, the big arena show they have in London at the um, the big arena down by Greenwich, wherever the camera was called. Uh, it was called? No. Um, oh, Go to huge... Arena. No, it's, it's like it's like a huge complex. So you can have lots of different ones. Um, ACE or something, ACL? I can't. Anyway, big place, huge place. And they had this one big, uh, big huge warehouse type place full of New Scientist stuff, stages, and I was doing talks. Uh, but they were selling stuff because obviously these places always do. And it's this guy who's selling these, um, you know, those chemical heat pads you get you to the click and they sort of heat up and you can sort of boil them and reset them. But it was those anyway, like sort of like you know, thermal packs. And he was saying, like, yeah, see, these things that you put them on your, you know, put them on your muscles. So he's with them, the guy's doing the full steel. He's, um, yeah, you know, like, you know, um, so I see this women, like, uh, they, uh, they just, they seem to want more. Maybe they can't handle as much pain as us. So they, yes. Don't do that. Maybe this, this also. That's a totally unnecessary. B, there's no women here. Why? Why would you bring that up? C. This is the new scientist <laughs> like into arena. This. This is like like six women here and trying to be kind of forward thinking in that regard. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing now, mate? It's old science. <laughs> yeah, it is about absolute bullshit. I don't know who wanders past. Surely that's counterproductive in such an environment. Crazy. But there we go. That uh, that was uh, that was a thing. It's bad when like. Uh, people in shops, which is equivalent, isn't it? Share yeah. things with you. It, it makes you think, like, well, what impression am I giving where I look like the sort of person you can say that to? And yeah, it would be appreciative yeah, of it, like, you know? Yeah, that's that's really weird. That is it was sort of, oh uh, yeah, these really women. Eh? Like, why do I look like the sort of person who would be receptive to this? Yeah, I did get wrong for it once. I got a taxi London to go to a studio was doing something that. And uh couple of London cabby, right, right. I said, yeah, he said, so did you see, um, in my head, I mentally filled in, did you see the football last night? No, I didn't. I said, uh, 
Did you see the uh, the price of bitcoins going down? Whoops. It's five mental gear changes in one go. Sorry, thanks for that. Sorry, mate. I I misjudged you and your your typical interests. But um, stop the car. (laughs) I did not (laughs) take me to the bank. (laughs) But um, yeah, this guy took me to the airport. uh, And he just starts talking. And like it was it's an early drive. I was already a bit sort of we got up early. I was not in the mood anyway. Is it so how are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, thanks, mate. He talks to my wife a bit, she's better at talking to people. And um he mentioned intelligence something as uh he said, I haven't got an IQ. It's, uh, okay. Uh, he goes, No, I've got an EQ. Emotional quotient intelligence. What did he see? And he just gives you this half an hour spiel about actually emotional intelligence is Different and better to real intelligence. I'm literally the last person you go to talk to about this, mate. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could make this journey very awkward. But, uh, but you know what? I'll suck it up for the sake of my children. <laughs> well, well done, Dean. Yeah. You know what? If anything, I, I deserve a medal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Superman so, anti smoking habits from the 1980s. <laughs> score. I, I've got to give it a five. I've actually, I think it's stuck with me for ages. Um, no, I give it a four. Tell me for ages. It's, it's stimulating. It's interesting. Part lots of talking points. I don't think it has any much chance of doing what it meant, what it strives to do. Not as I well. don't see any way in which it can stop people smoking. If anything, it puts the idea in their head. <laughs> interesting. I like that it reminded me of um, the, the poster that I remember seeing in the surgery while I was growing up. Hmm. Do you think? Do you think there's going to be advert campaigns now for vaping? The anti campaigns, eh? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. not vaping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's gone that way already because yeah. this, this is actually one of the things I mentioned in those lectures I was doing. In that there's lots of newspaper stories very about how you know children being hospitalised due to vaping are on the rise. Yes, yeah, but the thing is, like, because it was in the papers, like um, some study shows that last year, like uh, there was a four hundred percent. Uh, increase in the number of children being admitted to hospital with vaping problems. Mm. And I'm like, that's a big shocking stat until you remember that it it went from 10 to 40, which is not, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. And same, the same time, to get cool coincidence, I looked it up, was that there was a study showing that alcohol is actually not that bad for you because it's got, uh, you know, these potential benefits. Uh, Well, it is that bad for you, but it's also got some benefits, is what they say, to downplay yes. the bad for you side of things. Right. And if you look at it at the same period, so like say 40 children hospitalized that year with vaping stuff, and that could have been you know, tickly cough, persistent uh, allergic reactions, some stuff like that. You know, it couldn't, not like children that couldn't breathe, rush to hospital, just stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, so the same period, uh, 30 or 40 children hospitalized with alcohol injuries per day you know, so, wow. <laughs> for the full year. So, yeah, okay. it's not great that more kids are being sent off with vaping stuff, but sense of proportion, please. Can we have a look yes. at? Uh, you know, no one wants to take on alcohol because that's that's an okay drug. But uh, yeah, I think they're trying to make vaping the next bogeyman. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's taken off that well because it's, I don't know, it's not that bad in terms of you know, there's no established danger to it yet. I mean, it's not. I'm sure, like you know, kid vaping is not as good as a kid not vaping, not as anything else. Of course. But, but there's still, um, yeah, I think we will see some campaigns against it. But I don't think they'll be as urgent as the anti-smoking ones because no. I don't think that's. But anyway, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Will they be as virulently anti-Irish as this one is? 
<laughs> what would the anti what would the, the vaping bad guy be called? <laughs> Vapo team, that's what it was. Um uh, e-cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to work that into yeah, a, yeah. a a punny name, isn't it? No, yeah, there's there's no sort of vape Irish vape. Not that I can there. think of, no. No. But like again, thank you again, vapes do have nicotine in them, that's all point. So yeah, you can still you can, you you can can use it. Yeah, it, it could be a sign. Yeah, come back to avenge his father's death. <laughs> he was murdered by Superman, <laughs> so he's driven with a hatred of kids not smoking now. But he switched weapons, <laughs> and he's a cyborg because it's electronic yeah, cigarettes. Oh yeah, there I mean it is nicotine. He actually did survive. He had to be rebuilt because <laughs> <laughs> of his massive injuries, <laughs> and now he's giving out vape juice to kids. There we go. That's, that's a good arc. Right, it's self team. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good arc. <laughs> Copyright in this podcast. Yeah, you can give it a score one. Oh, uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. So this year now, then, Dean. Here we go. <laughs> it is. <laughs> A, a movie prop. Go on, go on. Uh, but what it is, listeners, is on eBay. It's sold. I'll tell you this up front oh for seven thousand one hundred and fifty-four pounds and fifteen pence. That's a conversion <laughs> thing. It's probably been sold in America because. It's a Wizard of Oz movie A1 item prop memorabilia collectible. Yeah. Sounds great to people like that. It does, yeah. A piece of movie memorabilia from the Wizard of Oz, £7,000. Ooh, what could that be? A piece of the Tin Man's hat, maybe? Yeah. Or a yellow brick, a perhaps? Yellow yeah. brick Tom's, or something Tom. like that? Mm. Mm, yeah, no, Dean. It seems to be a, a four by six piece of wood. <laughs> it's just a bit of. <laughs> It's literally a bit it of wood. It is literally a bit of wood. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I've been looking at it for like two minutes now. <laughs> when you revealed what it was, I had to laugh all over again. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure my eyes aren't. I'm sure I'm missing something here. But no, you just clarified. It's just a bit of wood. It's literally a bit of wood. I can get you five of those tomorrow. Yeah, it's a slat. There's, oh there's nothing about it at all that says anything to do with Wizard of Oz. I'll say for a second there, I thought, oh no, wait, hang on, I'm wrong. Because if you look at the, the you know, before you zoom in, it's got like towards the top of the bit of wood. I thought, oh, it, I think that's a paw print. Oh, maybe it's like a Toto paw print on something. Yeah. You zoom in. No, it's just it's just a bit nails. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's an inferior bit of wood because it's been damaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where the end of the wood is, where you would nail it to something, it's already got uh, seven nails banged into it for some reason. So it's not even usable as a bit of wood. No. <laughs> You'd have to get those out. But even though it's a bad bit of wood, it's got nails in it, but bent nails, so you can't use them... It's not even long enough, and the nails aren't direct enough to be used as a weapon, you know. So, no, no, no. Like you know, like some sort of zombie apocalypse thing, just battering people with this <laughs> bit of wood with a nail in it. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, oh, God. it's a literal slat. There's some other pictures here. Is uh, it next to a ruler, and it tells you that it's um, oh, uh, thirteen inches. and a half inches long. Okay, not great for a bit of wood. Just, just over a foot of a bit of wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got the poster of the Wizard of Oz. 
from I don't know. Nothing. No. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, four and a half inches wide as well. Um, it yeah. does, there is some writing on it. It says Oz Pig. 1930, 1930. Right. So okay. I, I challenge you to not get a piece of wood and write Ospig <laughs> 1930 say, on it. I will say, it does look like old writing, but then yeah. if you've got a pencil and like 20 seconds of the rubber, you get the same effect. <laughs> yes, it's like that. Uh, of Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is supposed to explain what it's from in the film, yeah? Yeah. Um. This it's a fence outside Dorothy's house. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> uh, but it looks like a colour modern day photo, so that could easily be a picture of a fence from whoever's ripped this down off their fence yeah. and sold it on eBay. My my grandfather had a fence like that because he was one of the old school valley guys who would just collect bits of shitty wood from elsewhere and build things out of them. It, it looks like a fence from the you know like a a seventies photo or something. Seemingly yeah. has nothing to do with the film at all, does it? No. This um it overall, the bit of wood looks like the sort of thing that when I was a kid you sort of rummage around like the train tracks or like the back of old buildings to look for things to throw in a bonfire. Yes. And you found this thing, oh that'll do. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yes. That'll, that'll last an extra five minutes. <laughs> Just log it on. <laughs> old bit of superfluous wood that your grandfather's keeping yeah. for some reason. No, it burns so much of that stuff. I could be could made a fortune. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. But I, I'll say, like, obviously, I'm going to be cynical about this because I don't quite get the whole memorabilia thing. Anyway, I mean, I get you say like this. You know, if if you are a movie buff and you love classic films, and this is a genuine bit of wood from the set of Wizard of Oz, I can see. Oh, that's cool, but it doesn't look like there's any sort of proof of that. No, uh, I mean. It, it, Who's going maybe, to be impressed by that, though? Really? Yeah. But who's going to be... The, the curtain that the wizard hits behind. Yeah, or, something... Yeah. Well, or exactly like you said, this is a bit of the yellow brick road, which I, I, I've i got a feeling that wasn't yellow when they filmed it. It was done in post-production, maybe, but I might be wrong about Quite that. Quite possibly, yeah. But nevertheless, hmm. it's literally um, a foot long by <laughs> a foot long bit of wood, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, even if it is a thing, it was in the proximity of an important thing that happened. Mm. I don't think, you know, history transfers that way. I don't think you can have, like, prestigiousness no. by proxy. Um, no. it's, it's like, um, oh, what does it remind me of? Well, again, the old from Wrestling and the Simpsons, they did an episode, like, about the sort of thing. They went barked by his animation cell from the Teen Scratchy. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, one arm randomly. So he's, he's getting exactly what he paid for, but making the point that just because something's associated with the thing it doesn't make it <laughs> cool or in any way valuable or yes yes so this is this i put this in that category but obviously other people disagree so ten thousand pounds for a piece yeah. of wood but can, can you prove it is there any way to confirm that? that this is an original piece of wood from the set we'll have a look for the description of the item um there's a lengthy um Description here. Well, it's quite yeah. a lot of writing. Um, maybe that's there to baffle you as much as anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can pick out some key elements of this. It's also like it says, um, order from the US, parcel is subject to import tax and duty charges and stuff, whereby mm. it's responsible to pay. And sometimes, isn't that sort of calculated based on the value of the item? 
Yes. So if you say if you're a British person and you had to pay seven plus thousand pounds for this, and then so they worked out, oh, how much does it cost? Oof, that's an extra five hundred pound tax or five hundred pound, like an extra thousand pounds insurance and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it gets to you. Like, you open from the delivery man. It's just a bit of wood. <laughs> it's going to seem like an elaborate prank. I'm sorry. Isn't it? This guy looking on for the camera, wondering what the YouTuber of the week is doing at this time. <laughs> Taken into like a, a, a respectable shop, be valued. <laughs> They'd laugh, They'd kick you out, wouldn't they? They would, wouldn't they? You got the me. antiques road showing that. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> it's really old, I know. <laughs> wood does not age like that. It's not wine. It's not a vase. It's a bit of wood. <laughs> Ripping the package open on the doorstep, discovering this piece of wood. Realizing what you've done, and then just splitting it over the head of the postman. <laughs> just a furious meltdown within a second. <laughs> There's not a lot of information. There's a lot of information about uh, the terms and conditions of bidding for this item. <laughs> There's not much information about the item itself, is there? There's no, no, no. Literally nothing there. No way to confirm it. No way to. No. They, uh, no, it's, no. it's very clear about if you bid, you will pay. But yeah. <laughs> all, all, all the facts about it being from the Wizard of Oz literally it's, it's says... Suspiciously absent. <laughs> yeah. It says, Wizard of Oz movie A1 prop memorabilia collectible Hollywood studio site. This product data sheet is originally <laughs> written in English. All right. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. even if they're completely genuine, if they, even if this literally is a piece of wood from the actual set of The Wizard of Oz. And let's say it's even, it's one of the good bits of wood, like they all yeah. stepped on. Yeah. Maybe Toto pissed it, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is, Toto it just... scooted his ass on it because he had worms. <laughs> yeah. 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 Toto's wormy wood. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got here. Even if that's totally true, how would you prove it? It's not. It's not signed. It's not. There's no like. There was no one taking photos at the time. Like logging it into a little bit of wood and open. Occasionally, got to make a photo on eBay in hundred years. So yeah, yeah. they've restored the the film, but they haven't got in so high a definition yet where you can see those seven nails bashed into it. (laughs) Yeah, look, you can see the specific grain on each individual. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, how would you even get to that point where you can? Say, look, you can confirm this is what they say it is. You can't. I don't think you can. You just got no, to trust on it, it? And there's no other. Yeah, but truly, as soon as someone else asks you that, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. A bit of wood from Wizard of Oz. How much do you pay for it? £7,000. <laughs> Are you sure it's a bit of Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> it all comes crashing down. Sure, like the Emperor's new clothes and stuff. Oh, yes, Timothy. I've cycled down. Um, oh. I don't think this helps. There's an um, out-of-focus photograph of some kind of certificate. Yeah, uh, you can't read the writing on there, and then there's also this which says prop and wardrobe blowout event. Well, that's an advert from the time, that's which... an advert from the time. Well, no, wait, this has 2008 on it. That can't be right. It does say 2008, it's just, it's yeah, yeah they've, they've posted old... a sepia covered, oh, covered so... picture. So, again, that just shows how easy these things are to fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seven thousand pounds on a bit of wood. <laughs> I'm just really thrown by this. <laughs> I know there are people who spend loads. Like, there are guys who spend that much money on okay, a game of girls' bathwater, but at least there's some sort of. Oh yeah, I can see that being like I don't I, I don't think it's worth that much, but yeah, there's a connection there. But mm. 
But this is just like something selling bits of wood. Yes. <laughs> it's a really good um, uh, competitive rate for delivery, you know. Do you know what I mean? £9.50 to be delivered to the UK from Culver City, California. Well, it's not too bad then. So you're saving some cash there, then, yeah. But, but can you imagine being the sort of person, though, who would spend £7,000 yeah. on a bit of wood and then balk at the, ooh, £20 for 10 Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Money for old rope. What? Do, do they have any old rope? Because I will buy some. Yeah, yeah, this is from, uh, this is from the ship in uh, Jason Argos. <laughs> okay, before the £40,000. <laughs> Okay, I'll use that tight around the, the plank of wood. You can build a swing out of it. <laughs> oh, you've driving a hard bargain, sir. 45. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, I just keep up in the price. <laughs> Have you no. seen um, the film of recently, Wizard of Oz? Not for a long time, no. I mean, I have seen it, but um, not for many, many years. I've watched it fairly recently for the last five years. And um, I quite enjoyed it. It's all right, actually. I think it holds oh, up. Yeah, I think it's a classic for a reason. Right? And, um, yeah. What was um two things, though, about most common associations that I hear of Wizard of Oz mentioned these days, aside from people buying planks of wood related to it, uh, is that there's a really weird rumour that there's a one of the munchkins hanging himself in the background. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which is not, it's just a peacock in a weird angle or something. <laughs> But like I said, people said, so someone killed himself on set and they left it in the film. Yeah. <laughs> so they think, should we do another take? <laughs> I, know, I know it's an expensive film, but come on. You could buy the rope that the munchkin hung himself in. <laughs> oh, God. Sadly, it only went for £6,000. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, but it's far too late for that. <laughs> but, um, uh, sometimes, oh. is there any piece of merchandise where you would spend seven thousand pounds on? Do you think? Oh, a tricky one. Um, big Star Trek fan, as I know, you could help me out with some work with that. Uh, but then I can't imagine. Because as much as I like the show, I know it's not real. So yeah. he said, "This is one of the actual Enterprise's engine consoles. It's, it's just a plastic prop. I know it's, I know yeah. it's not." Leonard Nimoy touched this. I don't care. He <laughs> like, touched a lot of things. He was an actual person. That's fine. But I don't, he wasn't. He wasn't King Midas. He didn't just impart value by physical contact. Um, I don't think there is actually. I can't think of unless it was something. Ironically. Be very quite cynical, uh, unless it was something which I knew was worth more than that, so I could then sell it on for more. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, anyway, yeah. Speaking of, you know, this isn't actually now. Think about it, the the most ridiculous. This bit of wood has value that I've, that I've ever seen. <laughs> when I was when I was younger, there was. Really, I think I was reading some of those kids' science magazines or something, or something along those lines. It was one of those sort of strange facts about the world books you get when you're a kid, you know, just um, you know, to tell you stuff. And one of which was um, uh, this the mountain range. I'm going to say American Midwest. I mean, uh, I said oh, it's a special place because they found bits of wood up this mountain, which they later revealed to be from Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I just read that and go, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, like five years, I think, "Hang on a minute." <laughs> I was not expecting that. 
How the hell? <laughs> just so many questions arise from that claim. Oh, was Oh, Christ. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so what should we give this then? I do, I'm really torn between a maximum and a minimum because. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to lean towards maximum because just the sheer audacity is, <laughs> is really entertaining. Someone has said, here's a bit of wood. It's worth £7,000. And people have agreed <laughs> and paid it willingly. But they've, but they've included sh- cheap shipping, so it's okay. <laughs> I can I can imagine a scenario like a sitcom scenario where someone says, "Oh no, it's Uncle Pete's prize bit of wood from the Wizard of Oz. We broke it. What are we going to do? How are we going to replace it? Just a random bank back in? <laughs> yeah, they rip up a floorboard. Yeah. Uncle Pete never notices. But, yeah, but he, although he keeps falling into it, they put a carpet over it. He just keeps falling into his hole. Like, oh, I must get that fixed. <laughs> never mentions it again. Yeah. Ah, good times. Very good. I'm going to give it a high score as well. I think I'm going to give it four. I think it's okay. good, isn't it? <laughs> I've had a great time. Just before we leave, we'll see what uh, other items this seller has sold. Yes, please. I haven't actually checked it out. So. If they've sent bits of Noah's Ark, <laughs> I will absolutely lose it. <laughs> this, this oh, my go God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, listeners, uh, the, the link is there. These items are bonkers. They're selling. Um, it's a lock of a door, isn't it? It's the, it's, yeah. it's the mechanism of a door. And they're saying it was owned by Al Capone, and the current bid is £2,553. Absolutely bonkers. Keep going, slow to you. Michael Jackson. There's a lollipop. There's a lollipop. That's all it is. There's a lollipop that Michael Jackson owned, £2,000. Oh, Star Trek stuff. There we go. That's all about. Oh, only 800 quid. I'll buy those. (laughs) Get them. We'll charge it to David's podcast account. Wait, Brian, what part of Star Trek are they from? What the hell? Well, you know, you, you it's like a supporter. Just costume, it's a costume jewellery. Well, that's just a, an eye of a beanie bear. <laughs> that's like a false ring you wear for someone's like a prom or something. That's the, thing. It's, that's the same certificate that they had in the other one. Yeah, same certificate. Yeah, weird that. Oh, someone's... someone's yes, re- check out these charlatans, listeners. Someone's raking it in here, aren't they? They're doing very, very well. And who can argue? For some reason, the Star Trek jewellery is um, priced up in Australian dollars. <laughs> I think that's called covering your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boosting up to five. I love these these people yeah. rip off Central. <laughs> they, they knock on the head offices in like America. <laughs> you heard me before people, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I'm from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, fair dinkum with all your movie merchandise. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I've got some of his old shoes. Do you want them? Computer, run the transport. (laughs) Okay, welcome back, friends. Here we go, then. This is a section where we look at a random Wikipedia article. He's in charge of it this week, Eugene. Random article, three, two, one... Uh, Swahili nation. Uh, it's not <laughs> sound like a, a particular country or alliance thereof. It's um, a Swedish R&B hip hop group. I've never heard those words put together before. 
No, I'm uh, not familiar with Swahili no. Nation. Right. So Swahili Nation were a Swedish army hip-hop group, uh, which is, again, words I never heard put together before. <laughs> Started in the 1990s by Kenya brothers Andrew Maturi, Robert Maturi, and Tanzanian Cool James. Good name, Cool James. Isn't it? LL Cool J, isn't it? Uh, ladies love cool James, but it can't be the same. It, no, no, it's not. Sure I, not. I would no. say no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's not. I thought that name was taken. Maybe because he goes cool. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know rap etiquette. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, in 1992, Dean, after Cool James went solo, the group was joined by the Ugandans, Ken <laughs> Kayongo and Charlie King Todd Wong. This is actually a Swahili nation group. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Nigerian-born Dr. Alban signed to the Sweden-based Dr. Records, 96. We know Dr. Alban. Do we? Yeah, we do. Do we? <laughs> we well, we don't know him personally, no. <laughs> right, I was thinking, was he our dentist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He oh, had Dr. Aaron. Of cream for a ball <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, is that our dentist? Like Dr. Aaron. <laughs> That's right, I'm pretty yeah. sure he wasn't part of a Swedish rock group. <laughs> Although he did get some weird shit, so maybe he was. He, he did sing the whole of this rat in my kitchen at me once while he was tracking an abscess from my gums. <laughs> see, see, yeah. It's an abscess in my gum, what am I going to do? That's <laughs> right, I came to you. Stop asking me how to do it. You know Dr. Alban, I think he sang It's My Life. Click on his name, let's find out. Ah, uh, rings a bell. Yeah, It's My Life, that's him, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yes, It's My it Life. That was obviously when we were much younger, when I was going to Dr. Alan the Dentist. So, it's all right, up yeah. there. so I wasn't completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, admittedly, Dr. Alban was not my dentist. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll concede that point. <laughs> There's no point that Dr. Alban ever sorted my teeth out. <laughs> Dr. Alban referred us to Dr. Alban for braces, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I needed to go to Sweden. <laughs> and be in one of his videos, and then he might do your braces. <laughs> this is a strange health plan, but okay. <laughs> I guess I'll go with it. This is a weird thing, which I I often think about, but only ever when it comes up with um, the doctor in Bridgend that did uh, the braces. I think we went to the same one. Yeah, the orthodontist. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but I met I know, Dr. Logan? No. Oh, he, was a, he was a dermatologist I saw once. Okay. Disregard that. <laughs> But yeah, so where we grew up, uh, me and you needed braces, and we had to go to Bridgend to get them. So it was yeah. a, quite a big event, wasn't it? Like uh, you mm. know. <clears throat> going to the town was a big deal for the Valley folk. Yes, yeah, for the medical thing, certainly. I think. Right? And uh, I remember waiting for the first appointment to see this. Um, I will keep on to say optometrist, but I know it's not right. This uh, what's it called again? <laughs> orthodontist. Orthodontist. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for an unknown reason. You know when you, you're waiting in a, some kind of medical um, waiting room usually and there's magazines? Mm-hmm. I'd say 99.9% of the time they are solely women's magazines. Almost, yeah, almost entirely. I've never seen any any alternative, no. Like women's own. Take a break, uh, yeah, that sort of break, stuff. Take a break, that sort of stuff. Yeah. He had a collection of the Toxic Avenger comics. Yes. <laughs> Which was, left field. It, incredibly so because it was a, a, mm. not a very popular thing it was like a, a cartoon based spin-off of the trauma films toxic avenger series yeah which weren't an obvious candidate for <laughs> let's make a child-friendly fun version of this <laughs> not at all uh, yeah. but it really appealed to this one orthodontist in Bridget for some reason <laughs> i mean again as a kid you prefer that, like that. That's Definitely, something you yeah. you would like to read. But yeah, 
thinking about it, maybe that's where I first encountered those comics too. Because I remember there was a Toxic Avenger cartoon. That's right, yeah. Uh, I think I might have got the annual as a result of the cartoon because I think my grandmother's already watching it. Goes, oh, Dean likes that. I'm getting the annual. And it was all right. You know, it was classic kids annual based on the TV show, you know, nothing. But they did explain the origins of each of the Toxic Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> One, I think he was called Nosy or something, but yes. he could do like atomic sneezes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I said he was mutated. He was a pilot. He mutated when his plane crash landed into a into a vat of radioactive pepper. <laughs> <laughs> God, he was like a nine. Like, you're really reaching here, aren't you? <laughs> so just transporting a massive, massive dump of radioactive pepper around. <laughs> In the open, so a plane could just land on it. <laughs> what 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 incident happened to make three tons of a condiment radioactive? <laughs> what, what what set of circumstances took place? <laughs> oh, oh dear. Hey, let's get back to the article. Yeah. Okay, that, that Swahili was, nation. Yeah, we are here for Dr. Alban. No, He's no, successful enough, Alban. thank you very much, Dr. Alban. Yeah. Um they produced the singles uh, Malik, Malika, Niyama, Malika, Malika, Niyama, and Akuna Matata. Okay. They received a nomination to Chanel Old Music Awards in South Africa. Through the so, popularity of Akuna Matata in East Africa, Swahili Nation had a big influence on the use of Swahili language in R&B hip-hop. Well, that's quite good. That's really good. I, I think we're going to have to listen to this song, I think, Dean. Yeah, Akuna Matata, Swahili Nation. Because obviously my first thought is Lion King and Numitage, so I'm guessing it's different. Um, I sure think it's the, same the Lion phrase. King. What year did that come out? That was 90... Yeah, that was mid-90s. So... Swahili Nation. Here we go, listeners. Can you hear it? I can hear it. Oh, good. Tempazi Nakpindasana Not the same as Lion King, anyway. Oh. I'll say that it's not, it's not the Lion King song. <laughs> That's fair. No. Yes. I quite like I it. it. I'm enjoying it, I'll be honest. It's very uh, mid-90s. I like very it a lot, mid-90s. The video yeah. especially. I'm enjoying yeah. it, but it is it's very much uh, you know indicative of the times. Yeah. I'm actually curious now, so let me just look this up. Uh, so Lion King uh, released uh, 94. Okay. Oh, so if this was before then, they, this could have been where they got the phrase Akuna Matata from. I, I I would imagine Hula Matata is just like a like Yakida or something like that. Yeah, but like it, like they say, it means no worries. So I'm guessing it is a sort of Swahili yeah uh, you know, phrase. But what year did it come out? In? What year did the uh, Hula Matata know. come out? I don't know. Let me look this up. Might be uh, in, the, in the deets there. 
1997, he says. Oh, okay, so... Post-linking. It's after post-linking. Yeah. yeah, they can't be. So they, yeah, so they, they are trading on the backs of <laughs> the authentic Swahili work of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, everybody. That's a joke. I don't actually mean that. Uh, Simba walked so they could run you. <laughs> ah, well, I've, I've actually quite enjoyed this article. It's, it's yeah, it's good. Me, isn't it? I like yeah. that song. I think we like, yeah. I listened to that. I, I think I was I was out of my Spotify playlist because I think that's actually yeah. that bears out that warrants further listening. It does. Oh. Okay, uh, there's not a lot else to say about the article no, though, because that is the end of it, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. It's three paragraphs. The last one's uh, one sentence. Um but it packs a lot in. It packs a lot in, yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that an article about um a Swedish R&B hip-hop group would take us on a tour of uh, Bridget-based orthodontists <laughs> <laughs> and the history of um, the, the to- Lion King songs. The Toxic Avengers. <laughs> oh, the Toxic Avengers, of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. Radioactive Pepper. <laughs> and, and accused of the Lion King of cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, last one actually makes more sense <laughs> in the context of the article, yes. Uh, how many uh, toxic sneezes are you going to give it? <laughs> um, I'll be generous to give it four toxic sneezes out of a possible uh, tissue full uh, because <laughs> like I say it's very short. There's no particular pictures and a lot of the links aren't working. Well, it does uh, conform to my previous argument that or theory that people who were famous before 2000 are less likely to have oh, that's uh, right. Wikipedia links. So this yes, does back Steve. that up. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Aaron was um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he was famous enough to bridge that gap. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. still he's still popular now, Dr. Aaron. Yeah, and sixteen million records. So I think that, that does count as yes, famous yes. enough to get an article, no matter when you're famous. So um, but yeah, that actually conforms my theory. I'll give it a four then for that as well. Yeah, making yeah, me yeah. feel like I might be right about something. Yeah, exactly. This this is uh, science in action, Dean. Exactly. Yes, you positive a theory and we're testing it out. When we can remember to do so. <laughs> the second time in that six months. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, four as well. I've enjoyed looking at it. Uh, it's a bit of a trickster article, isn't it? You see Swahili mm. Nation pop up, you think it's going to be something to do with the mm. African... Yeah, uh, something ge- geopolitical. Oh, geopolitical, yeah. yes, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, no. No, <laughs> completely wrong for the rest. I was going to say, oh, we can't talk about... Oh, we can, because... Uh, yeah. It's nothing to do with what I thought it was. So I'm going to give it uh, four. Uh, Interestingly, I've just noticed this in the reference section, Dean. Mm -hmm. Um, Link number two, which is the reference that proves the fact that the Ugandans joined them. Right. Uh, They're spelling Swahili with a Y at the end of it. (laughs) Swahili? Yeah. It sounds like like sort of like... (laughs) On those joke groups, like like Hazy Dixie, yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. Nation, they do, they do you know, sort of like banjo covers of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be that. It's my life, ding 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 ding. It's my <laughs> life, ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> I, I can't play banjo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even if I could, I don't have one on me, so I had to, I had to improvise. <laughs> 